This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddling Fan, another Monday Night Live. What's up? What's going on, Jimmy? How you doing, man? Man, I'm beat. I am, I just don't feel like I'm catching up, man. Fished the tournament this weekend, went right back to work, woke up this morning and everything in my yard was covered in pollen, so I feel like crap too. Oh, I, I understand that. Like we have a, here in central Alabama, I guess everywhere in Alabama, it's like a thin layer of yellow green on everything oh it's terrible that is so i mad. saw the first hint of it last night and this morning it was just like wow <laughs> yeah. yeah other than that what about you man 
you 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 missed out on a tournament that you didn't really miss out on. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, uh, North Alabama kayak anglers. Well, did you signed up? Yeah, you fished it too. I'm sorry, but the uh, we both signed up for North their tournament, and uh, Jimmy, you did well. You did all right, and uh, and I just slept through it. I slept straight through it. I, uh, I was I was doing all right, man. I was paying attention to Tourney X there towards the end of the day, and I mean, I had a terrible limit, but I was like, man, my terrible limit's got me in twelfth place, so it's it's a tough day. And then like me and uh Nate Mayfield and Dan Sasser were headed to Buffalo Wild Wings because the wind got so bad, and we're gonna go ahead and score fish and everything. And like last second, I looked at Tourney X before we cut it off, and old Randall Wallace threw up sixty two inches, and I was like, well. Here's the doors, they're wide open, and then everybody started uploading just, you know, 57, 58, you know, three fish tournament. But congrats to them, man. They did really good. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, you know, and uh, we we just, we got a new shelter dog dog not too long ago, and, uh, you know, like a week ago, and we're still learning to live with her, and she uh, kept us up literally all night, so we're still trying to figure that out, and, uh, four o'clock rolled around because it was a bunch of small lakes for our tournament. So you really had to get there early to even get a parking spot, to even get on one of these little lakes. And if you didn't get there, you wouldn't get on that body of water. And I chose the wrong body of water anyway. So it all worked out. Oh, me too. I did. I did find out how lazy electric motors have made me. Uh, NACA doesn't allow uh, electric motor. So I put the pedals back on that I technically don't own anymore because I sold them to a buddy of mine. He just hadn't picked them up yet, but threw the pedals back on the F12 and we put in about six miles and I was dying. I, oh, so I'm, I think I'm going to go back to pedaling and kind of back off the electric motor a little bit. Cause I definitely feel like I'm <laughs> getting out of shape running that motor all the time. I pedal all the time. I'm still not in shape. I don't, it is not the most, it, it's, it must be more anaerobic than aerobic. Cause I never, you know, I'm not getting in shape doing that. I've had a I lot kept of time. like on the run back. I kept to like make it fun. I kept like challenging myself in my head, like all right, you know, like dead sprint on the pedals for 60 seconds and stuff like that. But it's also because we had like a 20 mile an hour headwind, and I was like, you know, if I stop pedaling, I may not make it back. But yeah. it's all good. That's all right. Talking talk tournaments before we get into these guys, I want to do a little little house cleaning for uh, the old P and F. All right. Uh, just to remind everybody, uh, April 9th and tenth, we got the the open event on Dell Hollow. Y'all come. There's Dan hiding out over there. Uh, Hundred dollar entry fee, two day event. They're giving away, I think, two boats in that one. Hundred percent plus payout, lodging and camping, and all sorts of good deals and entertainment going down. Make sure you contact Eastport. Come down, hang out with us, and then on. Uh, the 11th, that's on Sunday, we'll have the Clash of the Clubs. Three-man teams from your, uh, basically any grassroots clubs in the country. You can do three-man teams, as many three-man teams as you want. And uh, you come on down, it's uh, $75 per angler, which is $225 a team. Uh, come out, there's a boat for that and per, uh, cash money. So come on out and try to get the uh, bragging rights for your club in whatever part of the country you're in. There you go. It's going. I seriously, I know I've been posting that. Right <clears throat> I just think it's going to be a great time. Like you can tournament all that great stuff, like hundred percent payout kayaks rigged up, all that great stuff. It's going, it's the right time of the year. 
it's going to be a good time. Good for you. Good food, music, people, cold beer. Great. Well, tons of times, but the people, you just can't beat the people at Eastport. You know, shout out to Richard and his whole team of folks down there. They, they make you feel like you're at home the whole time you're there. What we got tonight? All right. So uh, while we were sucking, I was sleeping and Jimmy was fishing. These two guys were up on uh, the in the KBF tournament hammering it. They were catching giant bags. So here we go. Without further ado, we have uh, Eric Palenz, day two winner of the KBF pick KBF tournament on Pickwick, Wilson and Wheeler, and the day one winner, Ken Morris. How y'all doing? Good. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, man. Glad, glad y'all could be here. Doing well. Um, got back into Cleveland earlier today, took a nap, uh, unpacked the kayak, and immediately took it to the truck to the car wash to get all that red dirt off. So, um, well, That's just a little piece of Alabama you can take back with you. Yeah, <laughs> they got rid of it as soon as I could. I got this back here that I brought back, so I'm good with that. I there you go. That, I get right. that red mud off there as soon as possible. All right, so since we've never I had, had that any- green pollen, you talk about that green pollen. I had green pollen all over the, the truck bed, too. I was like, I gotta get that out here, too. Before, yeah. I'm not ready for my allergies to start. I got another month left or something up here. So, yeah. Well, since we've never had either one of y'all on before, uh, we'll start with you, Ken. Uh, just tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, well, um, obviously, my name is Ken Morris. I, um, I'm a veterinary technician, so an animal nurse, basically. Um, I started kayak fishing probably five years ago or so. Um, actually, a, you know, a birthday, or not a birthday, a graduation present for my wife. She bought me a kayak so I could start fishing um, on the water and not off the bank. And uh, it was like a Dick's special, you know, $500 sit-in sort of thing. And uh, I never really looked back. I found a tournament, entered that. It's the kayak anglers, um, you know, over in Pennsylvania when the that uh, grassroots league was a little bit smaller and uh, just took off from there. So um, made my way into the river basting scene and um, started, I met Drew and hung out and helped him like tear down events, eventually became a, a judge for him. Um, you know, he just kept getting, just doing more, doing more, getting sucked into the scene. And then, um, you know, uh, I was on Jackson's fishing team for a little while and I stepped away from that. And then, you know, shortly after that, um, Drew made his transfer to Crescent's and I immediately was like, I'm, I'm hundred percent in what, what are we doing sort of thing and got into the Crescent kayaks and, um, here we are. So. There you go. It's been, well, it's it? There's a lot of things that happened in between there, but no, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, we. I, I think everybody is and anticipating, you know, the new Crescent Kayaks by Drew Gregory. I mean, that you know, yeah. I'm sure, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Drew tonight because he got second. Y'all tied. They yeah. won your boy yeah. from the podcast and your tie. So I, you know. This is your night. You're in the limelight, but I, I kind of want to know what happened if y'all were sharing water or whatever. But uh, we'll, we'll start now. We'll swap over to Eric. How about you, man? What, tell us all about yourself. So I, I started kayak fishing uh, probably three years ago. Um, before that, me and my brother did some kind of buddy tournament Tuesday nighters and stuff in a boat, and, and we fished quite a bit. And then it got to the point where I thought, you know, 
I'd like to have my own way to get on the water too, in case we weren't fishing together. And uh, the kayak thing was just kind of made the most sense to me. I, I started looking into it. I saw all the opportunities and tournaments and it, it kind of blew my mind just how much was available and how many different tournaments and stuff that you could fish. So I, I got into it. I started doing online stuff and ended up joining up with uh, Mayo, which was the first club that I ever did. And I, and I just never looked back. I really enjoyed it. And then I started getting into the KBF online challenges. And then I started doing some of the live stuff once I came here to Lake St. Clair and up near Ohio. This is the first time I really traveled out of the state, like at a, f a far distance to fish one. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm hoping to do another one here soon. Um, I bought my first kayak was a Hobie PA-12. It's like a 2013. I still have the same one. It's uh it's a pedal drive, but it only goes forward. I don't even have the reverse, no motor or anything like that. <laughs> it's uh, hey, it's a little you, bit dated. It. It's not the best one you could have, but uh, it serves me well. I'm in, I'm having a heck of a lot of fun using it. Ken's living in the current and Eric's living with the current. So I, and this, I, mean, I didn't think about this like two, I mean, from Michigan, but North Midwest and Ken Midwest. So, that's that's kind of a coincidence that two Midwest guys came down and whooped everybody. No, I'm just going to throw it out there that I feel like that Alabama could have had a better showing at this event, but <laughs> we're so grassroots and like we talk about it as like a derogatory thing sometimes, but literally like that event was down here and all of our guys all still went to the grassroots event anyway on terrible bodies of water, all in flood stage. I, it just, shows how much our guys like to stick to you know like the old school way of doing things because i'm sure i mean not taking anything away from anybody i'm sure we'd at least seen some of our guys in the top 10 but the, you know they just decided not to which I, 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 guess. I really think like the i mean nothing i think in the later two tournaments this year because bass and that's another thing where i know are y'all planning on fishing the bass are you going to come back and try to kind of defend your title on, on this this river now when uh, Hobie and Bass come back later this year? I well, and that that's one thing for me is you know after taking this uh, that win Saturday, I have to completely redo my schedule now. Like you know, it's just what yeah. I have to relook at everything and see what I can try to make, what I can squeeze in, what that's you right. know actually will let me work in and. Um, you know, it, to make a real run at maybe the KBF trail, that's the AOI stuff. And, you know, look at that, that area down there again for some of the other ones. It, it all just depends on scheduling and stuff. Like I, you know, I have a full-time job and getting, I literally had the least amount of possible time in Alabama this weekend. So I don't even, I, I still haven't wrapped my mind around how I pulled that off, but what about you, bud? How, what do you do? You plan on coming back, going back down there or staying down there? You might as well just stay down there. <laughs> you, you know I, I was thinking about the same thing it's, it's the same weekend as the kbf tra uh, trail goes up to ohio that weekend is the same oh. as the pickwick bass oh, is it? so yeah. I, i'm kind of i'm kind of torn I, I fished that one the last couple of years and, and did did all right so i kind of want to do that but then but then again it's kind of hard not to want to come back down here although yeah. the stuff that i the stuff that i fished this weekend probably won't come into play for that tournament. It'd be completely different than what it was this weekend, but I'll go know. ahead and tell you right now, Eric, you told me, I mean, we can talk about it when we get into the breakdown, 
the the lake that you chose out of the three is what and i mean i'm no expert but i live down here i live all on wheeler that lake is probably the hardest one to really like put anything together on so it was the only one that i tried (laughs) Um, that's insane there's so many like you really just have to pick one and just go with it and with three lakes in play like you can't really bounce around you just have to I, I think a lot of times, you know, it's hard. I I think whenever people are pr- uh, preparing for a tournament and then you have, it's one river, but you have three different bodies of water. Man, how do you break down that much water? It's a lot of shoreline. Yeah. You can spin yeah. out real easy. You can yeah. you'll hear Drew talk about that a little bit, or at least I'll make him talk about that. You can spin out real easy looking at all that water. I think that's kind of the thing. Like you just have to pick your place and just make it happen. It's, Really, especially if you've never been there before, if you can ramp up and have an extra day and, you know, like Drew said before, put the meat, meat thermometer in the water and, you know, check your temps and do all that and move around and maybe scout some stuff out. Sure. But it's a uh, it's it's tough whenever there is that much water in play because it's long and narrow yeah. rivers, you know, a few creeks and all that. But a lot of that was blown out, too. So. Yep. All right. So, uh, Eric, we'll start with you. How'd your practice go? Because I'm, I'm sure it was tough with all the weather. Well, I, I drove down on, on Thursday night. I'm a school teacher. So for me, it's kind of hard to just take off time whenever I want to. So we got out for spring break on Thursday. I drove down Thursday night, got in around, you know, two o'clock in the morning or so. And, um, I, I fished Friday morning and I, I just had my mind, I looked at all the stuff and I thought that, that Wilson was number one, probably not going to get as much pressure as the other two. And then number two, I thought that it was going to be somewhat stable where I know Pickwick was kind of up and down a little bit from what I was hearing. So I wanted to pick something that I thought was going to be stable and maybe have a better chance of holding up. So I, I picked kind of a spot on Wilson that I liked and I broke it down. I fished as much of it as I could. And uh, at one part of the day, the, the spot that I ended up fishing I took one cast up into this grass and I caught a 19 and I just left. I figured, well, you know, if there's fish there, there's fish there. Um, I'm for sure going to hit it in the tournament and just kind of see what happens. And, and that's pretty much what I ended up, what I ended up doing for the majority of the tournament was fishing that spot. But uh, I've, you know, I caught fish different places in that same kind of little area. And it turned out on, on Saturday, I jumped out to a lead. I didn't have anything great, but, you know, I was in the eighties early, low eighties. And, um, after about five hours, I left my spot, went to a different spot and I ended up kind of not doing anything the rest of the day. I wasn't even catching little ones and I kind of regretted it. So I decided at that point to, on, on Sunday, come hell or high water, this is just, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fish it out as, is just fish it out, grind it and see what I can get out of it. Uh, Sunday morning when I got to the ramp, Adam Riser was there and I saw him pulling up on the spot as I was leaving. So I went over and talked to him and just said, Hey, you know, I, I think we're probably both going to the same place. You know, I I'm happy to share it with you, but I just wanted to make sure that we're both cool and, and we can go there. I got, there you go, folks. Communication is key out on the water. Oh, for sure. And it, and it was before we even got on the water. And I and I just I saw him there. I, I noticed the kayak and I, I didn't want it to be a problem. I figured that he'd be cool. And, and he still hadn't unloaded his stuff. And I was just about ready to set off the launch. So I just wanted to be like I didn't want him to pull up and be blindsided that I was going to be fishing it. 
So if he didn't want to share it, that he could go do what he had to do. But um, what I found out was I, I got 16th uh, the first day and he got 11th. He fished, most of his fish came off the same stuff that mine did just later in the day. So in my head, it's like, okay, well, it's reloading. So if I stay there all day, you know, there, there might be other fish that are pulling up on it. And, uh, throughout the day they, they did. And some bigger fish showed up. I, I had no idea that I could win the tournament. We both kind of laughed early in the day. It's like, well, I don't think anybody could win off of this spot, but you know, we might have a decent finish and just timing, you know, they, they pulled up when I was there and they decided to eat, you know, they decided to eat. So. I got some some big fish, but I certainly wasn't expecting that. I caught, you know, three fish that were bigger than anything that I caught on Saturday or in practice off that same spot that I'd been fishing. They just pulled up, right time, right spot type of thing. So, um, you know, it, it felt like there was a little bit of luck that went with it and just the timing, and I'm happy that I grinded it out. It was probably 100 yards less of this, you know, gator grass that was up there, real shallow, two, three foot, and I just grinded it out. Heck yeah. All right. Here, I want to go fish Wilson now. Dang it. <laughs> Weather alert. Hold on. Oh. Here we go. That's a stripper alarm. He's about to start dancing. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, here, I'll go over the numbers. But uh, day one had 88 anglers. Ken, you got first with 98 and three quarter, 22 inch big. Uh, that was over Drew's 21 and a quarter because y'all. Tied with 98.3. That's so crazy, man. And uh, third place was Nathan Chang Nan. Hope I said that right. Chang Nan. Uh, I am terrible with names. 95 and three quarter. And then day two, 73 anglers, always a little bit less on Sundays. Eric, you obviously won 96 and three quarter. Very close by the man himself, Russ Snyder's 96 and a quarter. And John Desenzo. When 94 and a half. So congrats to everybody else, <laughs> especially Drew. I, man, I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad for the guy because the same thing happened to him on Darnell whenever he tied too and ended up winning in the Hobie, right? Yeah, the, he won by tiebreaker on that one. The big uh, question was, were y'all fishing together? Uh, no, we weren't. Okay. I didn't know if y'all were kind of like hanging out fishing, like buddy-buddy. Uh, or... I mean, sometimes, like a lot of times we do because we, you know, us, we try to find the weirdest places, to, the hardest places to fish. And That's Jimmy, too. The wild stuff that we get into. But um, this tournament was different. Um, you know, after the whole pre-process and looking at maps and everything, I said, well, I'm going here. This is my best shot. This is the only thing I know. And he said, well, I'm going to go do this and we'll meet up after at the awards or whatever. And, you know, um, we can get into that story a little bit more later. And I'm sure we're going to go over it on, uh, you know, uh, later in the week when we get together to talk, you know, between us. But um, and yeah, I'll, I'll say that now, if if you're a fan of paddling fin and you are subscribed and listening to Hooked on Water, Wild, Hooked on Wild Waters with Ken and Drew, you're missing out on arguably, you know, one of the best podcasts out there. I don't want to cause a ruckus here, but you know, there's a few, yeah, there's definitely a few that I listen to and y'all are one that I listen to every time you put one out. (laughs) Yeah, man. Talk about your practice first. Let let me ask you, what's your setup with your kayak? Are you doing the, is it the new one? And then the XI with the trolling motor? Yeah. The CK one. Um, 
Drew was in the CK1 this weekend. I have the crew, which is the oh, tandem, okay. but I have it set up as a single. And I have uh, an XI3 on the front, but uh, I put it away this weekend. I didn't use it. Wow. Um, nice. Got the old I, paddle out. I went straight one person, big boy paddle time in a tandem, and it, it did everything I needed it to do, you know, um, to get that work in. So, yeah, Crescent Crew um, tandem. Uh, so it's going to be a great boat for, you know, family fun, taking a dog out, having two people, this or that. But then you can also shape it into an ultimate fishing machine. Um, it, it, like I said, it, it handles beatings cause I drag my kayaks everywhere and take them into crazy places and it, uh, but you know, it, it's comfortable for my legs. It can handle my weight. I can stand up in it. I, cr- I can crawl all the way up to the front to, you know, set the motor down and start using it. And I crawl back and sit down. I'm going to have to get one of the seat risers that they just came out with, uh, so I can sit up a little bit more. That's the one thing I haven't enjoyed as much cause I, um, always like the high seating position, but they made that seat riser out. So that's going to fix that problem. Easy peasy. And, um, it's got a ton of storage in the back behind me because it's so long and it paddles like a dream. Doesn't, you know, it's a, it's a long boat. It's tandem. So the turning isn't as quick as you'd like sometimes, but I mean, I can paddle that thing just as fast as, you know, the, the light tackle. Um, and then when I got the motor on it, you know, I haven't been able to, to map it yet, but it, uh, has to go at least six miles per hour with that motor guy on the front. Like, it's fast. I got to, a buddy of mine brought the light tackle out this weekend, and uh, it's the first time I've ever been around any of the boats in the water. Mm. And, like, gradually paddling, he was keeping up with me at, you know, three, three, two. I, you know, so I'm sure that, you know, longer, more streamlined boat probably flies, like you're saying, cuts straight through the water. Yeah, Same, I mean, probably like a pursuit, you know. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, we we had it had to have been 25, 30 mile per hour gusts of wind over the weekend when we were fishing and going straight into it, heading over to a spot, you know, just it wasn't fun. But it, I've, I've I've battled worse kayaks, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> trying to fight through that stuff. So, so how, how was your practice, Ken? So, and yeah. what, what, what lake did you fish? I fished a uh, Wheeler. No pickings. Um, it. Uh, I guess you could call it practice. Um, I left Thursday night around six thirty, seven o'clock from Cleveland. And I was lucky. I'm lucky enough that I have family in Kentucky about halfway through just South of Lexington. So I made it to my sister's house around midnight or so grabbed a nap, woke up at like five in the morning, six in the morning and started heading back down. And I did, I started implementing the, you know, uh, I think Drew calls it the, the kayak outboard and that's our trucks. So as soon as I got south of Knoxville, I started driving over creeks and seeing what water levels look like and then heading further down south into Alabama. And I got in town probably around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, went to the Airbnb, unloaded my stuff reset in case I wanted to put my kayak in the water. So I put my stuff away, reset the kayak. So it was ready to launch that sort of stuff. Then started driving again, going over Creek, over Creek, over Creek. Cause like I said, like, I know that Tennessee river is a river, but I like, I like to get the, you know, section down as much as possible into a little Creek or something that's a little bit more manageable than a giant lake scenario. And, uh, 
just couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything, pulled the mat back up. I said, I'm going to drive all the way across about an hour away from where I was to check over uh, another spot, this little backwater. And it was the best looking water I'd found all day. So I stopped and put in, um, and I actually, you know, I was messing around with my motor guide. I was going to zoom around the place and look at it real quick. And I was having connection issues with my cable, which was my own fault. It had nothing to do with the motor or anything like that. It was just my extension cable. Some stuff came loose, but I couldn't figure it out in the water. So I just unplugged it. So it wasn't, and then I started paddling with that heavy motor on the front and I would paddle around the whole time with it on there. So I was just, this was the day I had electronics and stuff on as practice and, uh, just checking water temps and depths. So that was like my first hour. Cause I probably didn't put in until two o'clock. So my first hour was paddling around, looking, seeing what the depths are, seeing if they were maybe making beds, if they were moving up, if I could find anything like, you know, any information like that. And then around three, three o'clock, three fifteen, I started making some casts, caught a 15, missed a bite and caught about 17 or an 18 in 15 minutes. So I just reeled up, put my rods away, paddled back in and drove back to the Airbnb. So I maybe did a half hour of fishing and an hour of paddling. And that was my practice. And that's what? when I came back to the Airbnb and, you know, talked to Drew and Jake, uh, the guys that I stayed with had a great time. It was a fun weekend for all of us, obviously, because Jake um, born, he grabbed a third place big bass on Sunday. So we all walked away with something. So that was a pretty fun house to be in this weekend. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, we were like, what are you doing? Yeah, this is what my practice. This was good. And I was like, Hey, I literally just showed up and I caught, I'm a, I got two fish in a half hour. I got to go there. Cause it's the best place. The best, I mean, I guarantee I had the best water clarity on the whole tournament. I have my curious, like, I have my ideas of where you were just cause I know Wheeler. Yeah. Like th there's on honest to God, there's not a Creek on Wheeler. I don't know. <laughs> so like I'm trying to pick it apart and I really want to know. It's not like to like snoop a spot or anything. I'm just, yeah. well, maybe we'll talk afterwards. I'll let you know if you're on the right path. How about cool. that? Cause it, it just hearing somebody come down fish Wheeler instead of Pickwick and win just makes me happy. Cause so many people talk so bad about Wheeler now. Cause I mean, for anybody that knows or keeps up like bass nerd yeah. you know the elites used to come and show out and then like i think it was like seven eight ten years ago or something like that they sprayed the crap out of wheeler and wheeler went downhill you know the smallmouth got hard to find the you know the decatur flats weren't anything special anymore but now everything's turning around and, and we we love it because we're backwater guys we know where all those fish went but it, it's killer to hear that somebody came down here and showed out on that lake awesome dude but yeah so just to kind of finish the story um drew you know, like, like, i'm going here and doing this is what i think my best shot is and i was like well this is the only shot i have because i just got here and i caught two fish i'm like hey it's, it's got to be it's got to be what's got to be we'll just go i'm just gonna go fish and have fun and i was like i'm not taking the motor because the the area that i found I wasn't going to fish anything else. So it would be easier than having the motor on the front weighing me down. Um, so I took that off and I was like, the fish finder isn't going to do anything for me. So I took that off and went back to, you know, bare basics, just fun fishing in a kayak and a hard place to get to and um, went to town. And I think my first fish was, 
I don't know what time it turned in the time submission, but I caught it probably 6:45, and uh, 19 19:75 um, came up and ate a spinnerbait as I was pulling it out of the water to make another cast. So I got. I love water. when they do that. I <laughs> got a top water bite. It just it came up and rolled sideways and slurped it and went down. And I was in disbelief. I was just like, "Oh crap! I better set the hook on this." And <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> oh look at that! <laughs> yeah, like what? Okay, bite. All right. Um, so I set the hook on that. Got it in. I was like, "All right. Well, this is a good start. I'm, you know, I, I made a decent decision. Maybe I can cash a check. Maybe I can get a limit. Like that sort of thing." And you know, um, came around and uh being from ohio like the water temps i got i was like this is this is time like this is good fishing right here so yeah. i had two rods in front of me i had a, a spinnerbait and I had a frog so i started rotating between the two and half within a half hour i don't remember the time stamp exactly come around a corner boom 17 slams a frog so I got two fish early in the morning. So then I get, I think I turned into two early or something like that. So then I start fishing some more. And um, the farther away I went up the creek or in the backwaters, it, uh, it the, my cell signal turned down. So at another point, came across with the spinnerbait, bam, 21. Um, fished some more, came back around to another spot, had a, frog slam 22 and this is the scariest way that i have ever landed a big fish and it happened to be my 22 inch fish so it's on a frog one hook is in its upper lip but it's not all the way through i don't see the point so it's just stuck in there a little bit and you're like how good is this thing hooked i don't know so i'm like fighting it back and forth and i get it the rod i grab the rod up with you know i choke up on it a little bit and i grab my net with my left hand and I go and take my, my net out in my net. I have a yak attack leverage net because I have carpal tunnel and I can't hold a regular net strong enough to lift them up into the boat. So I get that cup on there, but my net flipped over and it made it a flat surface and I couldn't get it to drop down. So I had this precariously 22 inch bass hanging on a frog and I can't get my net to drop down like it's supposed to. So I'm like, stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Do I set the net down? But yeah, like, do, do I try to boat flip this thing? Like, what is happening? This is, this is so stupid and stressful right now. So what do I do? I'm like, screw it. Like, just throw caution into the wind. You ever taken a pizza out of an oven with one of those flat paddles? So that's basically what I did. Is I slid that thing underneath that fish, flat as could be, and just picked it up. It just set it down flat in my kayak and then immediately dropped both things and just put my hands over top of it just in case okay. so it wouldn't start flopping. Like, just like taking a pizza out of the oven, man. I just popped that thing flat under there, just like, just, and it was the scariest thing I think I've ever landed a fish, but Whatever. it worked out. So at that point, I had one more fish to catch to complete my limit. And um, it was probably only another 10 minutes. I came around the corner and popped the, the um, 16 or whatever it was and I still didn't have cell service so I only had two or three fish on the board so I had my limit at like 8 30 8 45 9 o'clock and I don't think I turned them I don't think I got them uploaded until like 9 45 10. so when all that craziness that Chad was doing his update and stuff like I had already had the lead and I had no idea because I didn't look at it 
I didn't look at Fishing <laughs> Chaos at all. I knew I didn't have good cell service, and it would take 20 minutes every time to, like, turn the fish in, like, because I'd have to wait. It would be, like, 4%, 15%. It's just because of my cell service. It's, you know. So I was like, I'm just going to, once I get a limit, I'll paddle back to where I have service and turn them all in at once. So that's what I did. And I got back there and I was like, cause I was, my heart was going, it was, I was sweating. And like, it was like, I was like, this is the best tournament fishing day I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, this is like every time I got bit. My I mean, inches, that's, most people never have a 98 inch tournament day. That's, yeah, that's amazing. It's well, every bite just seems like the fish got bigger and they hit harder. Like every time I was like, I, that's why I was like, I can't go turn my fish in. I got to keep fishing. Cause I just got to stockpile these images and go through them later. Like you're going, you're going to catch a 10. Let's go. Yeah, like that, that, that like challenges every instinct in my body because I am the least opposite of a sandbagger. Like I, if I catch a fish, that, that picture has got to get turned in like now. Yeah. And it, I just couldn't do it. Cause I didn't have cell reception and the bite was just, my, my lake was on, my, my water was on fire. Like, so I was like, I can't stop fishing. I got to take pictures of these, make sure they're good, put them away, reset and start fishing again. I was like, I can't lose this momentum. I can't lose this bite. So finally I paddle over and turn all that stuff in. And I skyrocket to the top. I'm up, I'm up on second place by like 12 inches or something like that at that point. Um, if I remember correctly. And I was like, dang, I was like, I was at 96 inches at that point. And I was like, this could, I, this could happen today. Like I was, that's the first time that's ever like kind of dinged in your head. And, and, um, I made a comment on one of my Facebook posts. Somebody was like that, you know, um, the write-up says that, you know, Drew was hunting me down. I think everyone was hunting me down. I was looking, I was like, I can get rid of this 16. I had like 96 inches with a 16 on my board. I was like, I gotta get rid of that thing. I was like, somebody's going to catch me. And, um, so I, I, you know, now I'm in panic mode because I'm like, I have a good lead, but this is Pickwick, Wheeler, and Wilson. I was like, there's no way this is going to, 96 isn't going to take this. I was like, I got to keep going. And my bite died. It just straight turned off. Like, I don't know what happened. I, I think that pressure, like it was supposed to storm all day, but then it never didn't. So that prefrontal was kind of like hanging over top all day, but it never actually stormed. And then later in the day, around 11 o'clock, that sun broke through a couple times. And that's when my bike died is like around 10 o'clock. Cause that's when I caught that last fish. And I was like, all right, just got to keep fishing, keep grinding, keep fishing. And then I see drew or I see, uh, I see Nathan pop up and then I see drew pop up and I see somebody pops up under drew. Cause now I'm checking every like 15 minutes, I'm like, oh God, are they <laughs> me? What do I you know, put myself in panic sweats and whatever. So I see Drew catching up. I see these guys coming up behind me. And then I see Nathan come up right behind me with like 95 or something like that. And then Drew jumps up right behind him with 94. And I was like, if I have the freaking best fishing day of my life and Drew beats me, I'm going to like be, <laughs> I, quit the I was like, I was like, I was like <laughs> I'm going to be happy, but I'm also going to be the most salty Sal you've ever seen somebody get second place. <laughs> The KBF tournament, but because um, you didn't have to hear about it back at the room. At the exactly, house. exactly. You know, yeah. it, it, and I, you know, I joke. That would all, but I would have, I would have swallowed it. It would have been internal because I wouldn't have been happier for Drew to be able to take that. But um, you know, I'm out there to fish too, so oh, I was yeah. like, I got to keep right. going. Got to keep going. And then you want your friends to do great, just yeah. like a little bit less, but than just you. a little less. Yeah, just a little <laughs> less. And. Um, so I, I, I cycled, I went back to the start and 
at that point I was like hoping these spots reload a little bit. And I came up to like the, like the juiciest one, like it probably produced five of the fish I caught that day and three the of the biggest. Yeah. And I caught within 10 minutes, I caught an 18 back to back to call both the, the 16 and the 17 that were on my board. So that's what bumped me up to 98.75 at the end of the day. So that put me up to that 98.75. And then I think Drew jumped up to like 96 or something like that. Like just like really right behind me, like real close or whatever it was. And then I had another big fish on. I lost this one. It's the first one I didn't land all day. It 100% 20 plus class. I would have had over 100 inches guaranteed. Oh, it, would, but, it wouldn't be Wheeler if it didn't send you back home with a heartbreak. Yeah, I'm like, how did I have like the best fishing day of my life and like win in this big national tournament? And, and I'm still, still salty about something. Like no, I, yep. I still like tried to like work my way through it and not feel bad about it. I'm like, dude, you had a great day. Like, what are you? But that one fish is just it reads replaying in my brain. Um, but it's the you know, I'll get into a little bit more detail, I'll break it down in my own podcast, but basically. I hooked it. It ran into some brush. I got blown into another side of brush, and I tried to pull it through, and it, it came off the came off the spinner bait. It wasn't the hook wasn't strong enough to to rip it through that stuff. So mm. uh, it was a little bit of, and I knew that's when in my head I was like, "That would here comes it. Drew." Was, and here comes Drew. Like Drew's right on, and I looked down and I was like, "Oh my, ninety eight seven five! Like he just tied me exactly." I was like. He, all he has to do is get another quarter inch, a <laughs> quarter inch, and he's going to take me. I was like, either way, like, you know, we're going to take one, two on this, and it's going to be awesome. Like, two crescents, everybody out there with their motors, everybody, we're probably the only two crescents in the whole tournament. We're going to take one, two on Saturday. And it's like, you know, you're one of your that best awesome. buds. And it just it couldn't have wrote a better story. Couldn't have scripted it any better in my mind, you know. Yeah. So, Ultimately, it was an awesome day. It's really awesome to have this story and like, you know, uh, something that I don't think Drew and I are ever going to forget. And um, it just uh, it was craziness. And like I, that, that, losing that big fish, I was like, oh, that would have sealed it. And then watching Drew come up and tie. And then um, I should have prepped a picture for you guys. I don't know if somebody can find my, my 118. It literally is touching the 18 by like that much, like literally one little centimeter of the tail fin is hitting that line and i pulled that up later i was like drew this is how much i beat you by because <laughs> i zoomed in on it <laughs> so not to rub um, it in but well yeah. fish, yeah. fish yeah. chaos has the the what the the zoom feature on it. you can click well, on no, like you can uh fight somebody else's picture yeah all the the judge or whatever yeah he's yeah. probably like judge all challenge challenge, judge challenge, all challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i zoomed in on it before i turned it in like six times i was like i can argue this so i turned it in and you know it, it touches it 100 percent it is but it's like it's just just enough to count so because i almost turned it as 1875 just to make sure i got the fish in you know what i mean but i was like i'm yeah. going for it I, I i need that quarter inch and that was before he tied me so if I didn't have that on there, he would have won. So, you know, you got, you got to take, get the most out of your fish and make sure you do awesome. it right. So, um, well, awesome, but, awesome day on Wheeler, dude. That's, yeah, it was, it was killer. crazy. Well, Eric. Yeah. I, I want to know, you were fishing a point then, right? With the gator grass. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I want to know how a Midwesterner 
goes and attacks that mean gator grass down here in Alabama. Was I need it? all the details on just how you have success on Wilson Lake. So a jig. Well, I, I a spun jig or what? What were I, you doing? Well, I, I got to be honest. I had no idea that it was even gator grass. I didn't know what kind of grass it was, but it was the only grass that I found. So that that's more my deal, anyways. I like to fish grass, but I I I caught all my fish and just a chatterbait. I, I was pulling it through. I, I'm not gonna lie and say that it was much fun at times because. You know, oh, it did get hung up like a swim jig probably would have been better that way. Um, a spinner bait came through it better too. The problem was I never got any bites on a spinner bait, so that they were just they were eating the chatter bait a little bit better. And uh, and that was really out of all the fish that I, that I submitted, I didn't submit anything that wasn't on a chatter bait. And I was just kind of bringing it through, trying to keep it kind of on the top side of it a little bit. There was some wood and stuff that was mixed in with it, and just trying to keep it up a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I had no idea what it was, but I knew it looked fishy. And, you know, sometimes that, that's just the biggest deal is you're just using the eyeball test. I, I caught before that I caught all my fish off of rocks. So in my head, I, I was already thinking that rocks might be the deal, but you know, you know how it goes when you're pre-fishing. If you, if you have time to pre-fish, it's like you got to hit some rocks, you got to hit some docks, you got to hit some grass, you got to hit some wood and just kind of see what, what's going to be the deal for that day. And uh, that, that was it. That was the only grass that I found. I never found anything else that looked anything like it anywhere close to where I was at. So that was, that was the hard part. Um, generally for me, I just like to cover water and just see how much, you know, I'll just stick in my, my depth range that I like usually somewhere six foot or less and just cover as much as I can. But it was, I was only getting bit where I was getting bit and, uh, and I wasn't getting bit where I wasn't getting bit. So that's kind of where <laughs> it just narrowed down and, uh, and, and made, made it an easy decision, I guess on Sunday. But, but even as I say that, I, I called my brother on Saturday after the tournament. We were talking about, you know, what I was going to do the next day. And I told him, I, I don't know, like 16, 16th is a good finish, but I don't know that I can finish better than 16th if I fish the same spot. I, I don't know that it's going to be as, as good or what. So I was looking at maps pretty hard. I was thinking about maybe going to Pickwick or maybe going to Wheeler and just scrapping what I had all together. And then when I woke up in the morning, I said, well, I'm just going to go back to that grass, I guess, and see what I can do. And I'm happy that I did go back, but it's funny how it goes that, I mean, I, I was just that far from not fishing what I fished and I'm, I'm yeah. awfully happy I did. Wow. It goes back to the famous, you know, don't leave them to find them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the, the weird part about my day, the weirdest part about my day is there was, a, there, like I said, there was another kayak that I was uh, sharing the water with a little bit. And there were a lot of boats that kind of just pulled up and flipped through it real quick and, and moved on. And most of those guys were throwing, like I said, they were throwing a spinnerbait and I was throwing a chatterbait. So apparently that was some type of difference. But it, but it seemed like all my big fish came after somebody had just passed through. So like they just passed through and I got in right behind them and I would catch one, you know, maybe a minute, two minutes behind them. I, that's when I was catching my big fish. Huh. I, I don't Bad know cleanup. anything to that. Like, was there a reason why that happened or was it just blind luck? I, I have no idea. I, I have a buddy that it's funny you mentioned that I have a buddy that he fishes Logan Martin all the time down on the Kusa chain. And that's something he believes in. Like when, 
like I was with him when he was pre-fishing a boat tournament. And that's like his favorite thing to do is he'll see an area being picked apart by boaters and he'll go in as they leave. And like almost every time he'll at least catch a fish, you know, I don't, I don't know what the science is behind it, but maybe it is a thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, and, and some people are afraid of that. So, some people don't want to go in and fish behind somebody. I mean, obviously we'd all probably rather prefer to have something by ourselves, but just got to have confidence that if they're there and they're going to bite and they're there and they're going to bite. So I, I kept seeing these boats pull up and I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, I kind of wish that these boats wouldn't pull up here. Like part of me, like at this, at this point I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And my brother sent me a text and said, you know, be, be careful. You're going to mess around and win this thing. If you keep going, which never, never in my mind, the entire tournament until about three 30, did I actually believe I was going to win. I was just waiting for somebody to submit a photo. They were sandbagging and submit like last second. You know, you're sitting there, you're looking at, at Russ Snyder right behind you. You're looking, yeah. you're looking at Christy Fisher starting to work her way up. And, you know, all the there was just a bunch of hammers in the top 10. So I was getting a little bit nervous there. But what that's I, something what, to say for both of you, too, is it was a stacked field. Yeah. Chad, Chad made a post about it. And, I mean, he wasn't lying. There were more known names in this tournament weekend that I've seen in a long time and they put them in their place and come out on top and, you know, say that that's your, your spot. Now it's your body of water. I'm champion. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, you know, I just, everything fell into place and I just, I think I found the spot and I think Eric did too um, for our respective days. And it's something that, you know, those guys, you know, drew Russ uh, Jody, you know, all the Christine, like all those people, all the hammers, all the, the, you know, household names in kayak fishing, like they have that consistency that, you know, I personally just haven't found yet and uh, working on it, but, uh, they have that consistency where they, they can just show up anywhere and they put in the time. I'm not saying that they don't do that. They do their homework, but yeah. they, you know, they show up at any part of the country and, are, and they're able to catch fish and they're able to consistently put wow. high numbers up. And, you know, um, it's very, it, I still haven't wrapped my head around it. And it's, you know, um, something that's crazy to finish on top when all of those people with all that talent. Um, but I think honestly, the weather, the, the spot that I found in the weather helped me overcome all of that. And I just had the spot. I think that's what happened for me. I think a lot of Eric, like you said, Eric, you know, where you were at, you didn't see any other areas with grass the same way that like you telling me you were fishing grass on Wilson is just odd to me. Cause like, I don't know as of recent as I've started to see like more and more grass come back on Wheeler. I know Wilson was kind of barren too. So that, I mean, finding that they always preach, you know, find the one thing different right. and that, that could have been the whole key to it right there. And you just, you know, stay there and was grinding it out, which is awesome. And there was a, there was a little spawning pocket there too. And, uh, and I would, I would fish the grass and I would sneak back into that pocket just for long enough to kind of let the grass replenish, just give it a rest, you know? And, and it was nice bouncing back and forth both days. I, from there. Um, to, I, I got to tell you the story. It was, it was the, the best part of my day. I would say I was in second place and I was, I was kind of coming around the, the, the corner there. And there was a guy out up on his, uh, 
up on the bank and he was picking up all this like plastic and just debris and stuff that had floated up in his thing. And I started talking to him about it and I just said how I appreciated that he was doing it. You know, I know he's not doing it for the river. He's doing it more for his yard, but just, Hey man, I appreciate you doing this. And we got talking back and forth and I told him I was from Michigan and we were fishing this tournament. I was in second place and I really needed this. You know, I really needed one more if I was going to have a chance to win it. And just as soon as I said that I caught my last fish, my last call, so I, I catch it. He was staying there. I, you know, I'm pretty excited. He was all excited. He's hooting and hollering. We, you know, we're both real excited. It's, it's rare that you get to share excitement with somebody else when you're tournament fishing. Cause a lot of times you're just kind of out there by yourself, but it was pretty cool. That homeowner just happened to be there at the right time. And he was excited for me and I'm going, I'm going crazy. He's going crazy. It was a pretty cool part of my day. So I'm only, happy that I got to enjoy that with him. And then I spent the only thing for two hours crossing my fingers i could catch one more because i really yeah. didn't think 96 75 was going to be enough especially with like you said especially with the stack deck behind you you just never really feel safe till it's over the only thing you didn't get from alabama was a little more hospitality i'm surprised they didn't invite you in for lunch at that point well I, 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 I told him if i keep catching them i'm going to be paying rent i'm going to be living in your basement so, <laughs> um, i'm going to be going and knocking over on his door here soon because i I just, I had so much fun. I, the only, the only thing that I'm disappointed in right now is that is the only lake that I've fished out of the three. Um, I I'm staying down for another week. So today, this morning, I went out on Gunnersville for a little bit, but nice. I want to get back. To, he's talking about Wheeler. It makes me want to go over there and maybe try that out, but I want to try the three and I'm just down here for a week to have a little bit of fun, see if I can't catch some fish. So hit, hit me up after the show and I'll send you some, uh, some like i don't know if you want to try some more backwater style stuff or get out like out on the decatur flats but i'll send you some i'll send you some pins and stuff so you can go check wheeler out sounds good i appreciate i don't that. mind sharing it because most people hate wheeler and don't ever give it a second chance so but it's pretty okay yeah so i got one last question for y'all before we start to wrap it up both y'all being from you know nowhere around here what brought you down here for this tournament just new new area you've never been to or are you hoping to chase aoi but we'll start with eric what, what was your reason for for this event down here i i mean the, the most honest answer is it it fit into my schedule um like spring break yeah it, it was just my spring break so i was able to do it that that's the number one reason i mean if i could fish all these i i would I mean, I, I'd fish, I'd fish a tournament every day of the year if I could. Um, and, and it's just not realistic for me to be able to do too much traveling during this time of year. So that was it more than anything else. But I, but I will say when I saw the, the lakes, I was, I was pretty excited to do it. I, I like this area. I like coming down South to fish, you know, I, I've, I've fished some of these down here, just kind of on my own time messing around and, and having fun trying to catch a big one. But it was it was a lot scheduled, but I, I was really happy with the with the lakes when I saw that I was going to be able to. I was really excited for it. Awesome! Oh, we're glad. I'm, well, I, know, I say we. I'm glad you came down here and got a little piece of our our heaven, Alabama. We got some some lakes that are awesome, other than Gunnersville and Pickwick. And you, <laughs> you, two, you two dudes showed out, so we appreciate it. What about you, Ken? What made you come down? Um, Drew. Uh, Drew and Jake. <laughs> Really, yeah. <laughs> my buddy Jay Corn and Drew, they had this trip planned already. Um, Wheeler, Pickwick, and Wilson wasn't on my schedule. Um, I were, you know, I, between life and work and 
vacation time and stuff like that, I kind of have to pick and choose what I can travel to and what I can't. And um, they're like, hey, we got the Airbnb. If you can show up, you can. So pre-story to that, um, Ohio had their travel regulations that they were posting week by week, um, whether you had to like quarantine or not when you came back based on, you know, percentages with COVID and stuff like that, which is fine, you know. So my work had their regulation based on that. Um, so I was telling the guys every week, I'm like, you know, if I can come down, if I can come down, because if Alabama was on that list, I can't, I couldn't afford to quarantine for a week or two after I got back. So I was like, if I can go, I'll go. If not, and I, and they made the, they made the post like Wednesday, every Wednesday in Ohio. So I wouldn't have known if I could have gone until the Wednesday before. However, the week before last Wednesday, so a week before the, the, the week of, um, Ohio decided that they weren't posting the list anymore. So then my work lifted the regulations and I was like, does that mean I'm free to go? And they're like, yes. And I was like, all right, text, text, text. I'll be there. <laughs> um, I won't leave till <laughs> Thursday night though. So I'm going to show up and, you know, drive around and, uh, you know, find some stuff on Friday and then just wing it the rest of the weekend. But, um, gotcha check. Yeah, it, it worked out perfect. I mean, looking at the map, there's so many creeks, there's so many backwaters, there's so much fun looking stuff that's river based and wild waters and stuff that we love to do. It just, it, it was, it was hard to say no. And the only thing was holding me back was my travel schedule, my scrap, my travel restrictions. And as soon as I lifted, I was just all in. I was like, I don't even, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna put, and this is going to sound awful, you know, it's gonna make me sound like whatever, but um yes yes <laughs> that's true um you know it uh I, I wasn't putting too much i wasn't making myself a head case of it i you know i did homework but i didn't do that much homework and i will be the first person to, i didn't put my heart and soul into like studying for this tournament because i didn't know if i was coming or not but as soon as i knew i was i turned the gears on a little bit but it um it just it was just amazing. It was such a fun weekend hanging out with those guys and, and, uh, you know, pulling off a win. And it just can't describe it any better than that. It's just a great weekend. Best, you know, hopefully I can uh, start repeating it and start, you know, elevating myself a little bit, but, um, it's a good start for sure. Well, well, kudos to you guys for just winging it. Cause you know, y'all both had very limited time and, you know, you, Eric, you kind of winged it by going back to your spot Sunday and just believing in it. And Ken, you just straight winged it. So good job. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, before we, anybody we have on show, before we let you go, we want to give you a chance to shout out anybody who makes fishing easier. Eric, we'll start with you. Well, I, I don't have any sponsors or anything like that to thank. And, uh, for for me, it's just simple. You know, I, I appreciate my family, particularly my brother, Gary, him and I, fished all the time together and he's kind of the person that I'll call and just bounce stuff off of good or bad, you know, and, uh, my dad's the same way. I'm, I'm very fortunate to live in Michigan. Uh, we, we have, it's, it's gotta be the best kayak community that there is. I mean, we're all pretty tight knit. We, we cheer each other on and they've been great. Let me know, um, or, you know, just showing, showing a little bit of love for what I was able to do, you know, and it, it means a lot that other people care enough to reach out. And uh, it's not just them, you know, uh, Greg Nosar, Mark Coates, Todd Patrick, yeah. some of those guys. And, MBBT. 
the KBPT crew. Yeah. You know, they, they all call me and, you know, you would have thought that they won the tournament. They were, they were so excited and and it's just, it's cool. You appreciate that type of thing. That's what's great about kayak fishing in general is uh, you don't have very many bad apples. Uh, Almost everybody that does this, they're just, they're good people. They're happy for you. If if they're win, they don't take it too serious. We all want to win. We all want to compete, but nobody's going to get too bent out of shape over, (laughs) over, over the silly stuff, you know, and and it's gotta, it's gotta be that way. It's gotta be fun first. And I'm, I'm having a ball. It was great. Um, I, I look down at just not look down, but you look down the list of the people, um, that were on this list and to, to take first, it still just blows my mind a little bit that I was, that I was able to do it. And thanks to Chad and Amanda and Hank and everybody at KBF, you know, writing the articles and taking the pictures and setting this up. I mean, Ken and I both make these big long drives to come down here to fish these tournaments. And it's, it's a credit to them and what they're able to provide for us to be that good, to make it worth the drive to come down. So I'm thankful to them. I'm thankful for my family, friends, everybody reached out. And, and I appreciate the two of you guys having me on here. It's uh, you know, it's a pretty big deal. And, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, we like to think it's a big deal. So we appreciate you accepting the invite and coming on. Yeah. All right, Ken, how about you? All right. Well, first I have to start off with uh, thanking my wife, Ashley, for um, tolerating this monster she's created. Like I said earlier, with getting me my first kayak and never looking back and doing this. Nice get the point. Well, you know she regrets it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, love her to death. Thanks for letting me run, you know, all over the country with Drew and stay up late and talk on the computer with Drew and doing that sort of stuff. So kudos to her. Thanks for everything um, with that. Um, moving on. Um, Call them a sponsor, but it's really mostly just a family. Um, Crescent Kayaks, you know, Drew and James and Justin and Scott and anybody else, all those guys, they, you know, welcome me with open arms. And um, it's just a family and they make great paddling kayaks. Definitely go check out, check them out if you're into something to paddle and uh, they, they can, you know, everybody's on their edge about Drew's kayak and we'll get to that at some point and, you know, you keep bugging him. Don't bug me. I don't know anything. Well, I might, but you're not going to get anything out of me. So every time I talk to him, I try. <laughs> so yeah, go bug him. You know, it, he's the one that has to deal with that about, you know, that business, but thanks to them. They're a great company. Check them out. Like I said, that they've been overly nice to me and really taking care of me and made it possible to go one, two on Saturday. So that was awesome. That's um, excellent. Thanks to Drew and Jake again for uh, making a fun weekend. Um, thanks to KBF, Chad, those guys throwing the, throwing the tournaments, running them, um, spectacular stuff, um, doing a lot of fun stuff, doing a lot of giveaways and, um, making a fun trail to fish and, you know, stuff like that. Thanks to everybody on, you know, Facebook, like Eric said, people messaging me, sending me text messages, you know, congratulations. I have people back from high school that I haven't talked to since high school being like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, seeing the, the, the social media and stuff. So um just an overall overall overwhelming experience and um something that's just a little uh you know haven't quite processed it all yet but um and that's pretty much it i don't have any other sponsors just you know thinking all those individuals and if you want to hear some more i definitely left some chunks out um drew will also we we can hear about drew's side of the story and experience um check out and hopefully some of the saltiness (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want him to be I salty. I need to rub it in a little bit. I'm just, gonna just be like, but I got you. But I got you on that <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm sure we're going to get into it. And we're going to be poking fun at each other and, you know, driving home that the whole point, like the craziest point that Drew and I were talking about, um, just to slide this in here one more time, is that we did not fish together. And we often do. We often do a float trip. We often help each other in that sort of sense of launching and pickups and shuttle rides and, and that sort of thing. And like, I'll break down this side of the river or go this way up river, you go down like that sort of thing, you know, whatever, whatever the plan may be. But this time we went separate ways and we were fishing for different kinds of fish. We were fishing different styles and we ended up tied, had to be broken up by a tiebreaker and just took one too. It was, it was crazy. Well, there you go. Well, we appreciate y'all guys. Again, congratulations. And Thank you guys again. Yeah, hopefully y'all have a great season and we'll have you back on for too long. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a go. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, it is definitely tournament season because there were a crap ton of tournaments and there were a lot of them that like we're at 29 and 28 anglers. So get your numbers up and we'll get you on the show. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of tournaments going on. This season has definitely come around. Uh, besides KBF, it was a Delaware. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, as always. It's my fault. I'm blaming Mississippi Public School Systems. Uh, Delaware Paddle Sports Kayak Fishing Series on Marshy Hope Creek. 31 anglers, five fish limit. But good God, it must have been tough because uh, Jake Harshman won with four fish. Uh, uh, he had 57 inches. Mike Russell... And second with uh, some number. He got second. I didn't write that down. Uh, third was, I have 76.25, but that can't be right. It, okay, so it had to have been 56.25. I don't know why I put a uh, – or it could have been 46.25. Either one. Uh, one of the two, Mike. Great job. Uh, third place was Dennis Campbell in, <laughs> with 44 inches. Then uh, Queen City, KBF, uh, they had their foothills clashes on a few different lakes. Uh, 115 anglers, again, Queen City, giant tournaments. Uh, four fish limit, doing their own thing. Austin Bang, first place, 69 and a quarter. Matt Hodge, uh, Hodge, H-A-W-J, 67 and three quarter. And Jeremy Heath with 67 and a half. And then Cincinnati kayak fishing. They were on Rocky Fork Lake. Another giant turnout. Must have been their first one of the year. 80 anglers. Uh, Dylan Rupp with 47 and three quarter. Uh, Brock Spencer, 46 and a half. And Jason Souter with 41 and a half. Ten Cat, they were on Douglas. Had 30 anglers. John Dalton, 57 and a half. Joe, Joby Berry with 47. And Kyle Fettel with 46 and three quarter. Georgia Kayak Fishing League on Lake Lanier, 46 anglers. David Hampton won that one with 90 and three quarter. Jacob Chandler, 84 and a half. And Dan, Dan Kremsky with 83 and a half. See that guy's name a lot. Uh, North Alabama Kayak Anglers, the one that I slept in on because of that dang old dog. Uh, we had our Coleman Lake Tournament. Uh, 50 anglers, but really you had to be on George. If you were on George, you'd probably cash a check. Uh, first place, Randall Wallace. I'm guessing he did that with a frog. Don't know if that's true, but that man is a hell of an angler with a frog. So uh, 
second place was the man with the most southern name in kayak fishing, John Bubba Jones, 57 and three quarter, and Michael Putnam in third place, also with 57 and three quarter. I would just like to thank my my fellow NACAs for taking the Coleman Lake win over the Coleman guys. It felt great. I finished ahead of a couple of those guys that are hammers, and I did terrible. It just made me feel good. So I'm going to take that as my small win from this weekend. But win. you missed the number. Uh, Randall had 62 inches, so that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. He, he told me he didn't have a fish at 12:30, and he went from Smith Lake to where he went. So talk about game plan change. But Smith Lake's. That, that's where I was going to fish. And they were yeah. launching from the gravel parking lot. The water was up so high. Uh, so. They canceled. Next week was supposed to be the Bassmaster Central Open on Smith, and they canceled it because the water is so high. Because Smith, they, they can't let the water out fast enough because it will flood the people below it. So they it just oh, yeah. full. I'm sure the Zipsy was up like 45 feet, man. It was up in the treetops. It takes forever to come down, so Smith just stays up, and that's why they can't. It's always blown my mind how big Smith is and how small that that dam is. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's a huge parts. dam, but it's like a single little generator. Yeah. Like, little bitty. You came in Anyway, getting off on a tangent. But yeah, <laughs> go sorry. ahead. Sorry. Uh, next, Peach State Kayak Anglers, they were on Lake Eufaula, not even in their own state. Web borders, that's what I guess it was. Uh, 55, just messing with you, Georgia. 55 anglers, Daniel Paris with 88 and three quarter, Michael Wine in second with 87 inches, and Nick Dyer in third with 85 and a quarter. Then, yeah, Natural State Kayak Anglers, they had their Ben Spangler Memorial. Uh, that's supposed to have been a great guy. We talked about him last year. 53 anglers, John Wofford in first with 94 and a half, uh, Mr. K- KBN. There you go. A lot of K's out there. KBN Jeff Mallet, 92 and a half, and Eric Morrison third with 90 and a quarter. Then you had Moyak on Bull Shoals with 103. Another big tournament. Jason Yinsky with 93 inches. Lucano Arnold with 89 and three quarter. And Larry Lee with 87 and three quarter. And last but not least, uh club who we just featured a couple weeks ago, Urban Anglers of LA. They were on Pudding Stone Lake. 38 anglers, five fish limit, but this one is also a super tough one. Um, first place was Brett Wilson with 42 and a half, 42 and a quarter. Second place, Gilbert Garcia with 29 inches. And third place, Andy Garcia with 28 and a half for five fish limit. So, struggle win. No fish pudding stone because the name's weird. No fishing sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all we got. Uh, we appreciate y'all as always. Thanks for watching, uh, and thanks to those two guys for being on. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about fishing the later Pickwick tournaments this year, and this one I Same. just I was going to fish at Coleman, you know, fish the NACA stuff because I wanted to fish their whole trail this year. And well, the good thing is is you can still make a run for AOI because we drop we do the drop your worst tournament thing. I'm praying that this is my bad one for the year because our, our next one's my favorite one. And then we are doing the river stop this year, which is my jam, you know, skinny moving water. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, y'all. Uh, <clears throat> be safe and wear your PFDs and we'll see y'all again next week. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. 